0: Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
1: Bombus, big comfort for everyone.
0: Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
1: I've had the good fortune of uh, living the American dream. I just kind of had it itching to go run my own thing. You know, the only way it could be a failure is not to have failed. To be honest with you, the first company I went was a total disaster. It was like running a 100-yard dash and being smacked in the face with a two-by-four. I'll never forget, I think it was my second day on the job. The CEO said, Keith, I want you to say this at the next board meeting. And I go, Maria, I will not say that. That would be a lie. you get that big bit in your... Stomach and you just turn warm like I just made the biggest mistake of my life You know, obviously I, I, my drive comes from my upbringing and it's about paying it forward and giving it back You know one of the things my dad always said is the key is when the world hands you a sack of sour lemons The objective of the game is to turn it into sweet lemonade And I was fortunate enough to be able to do that and and I ended up hooking up with three PhD scientists from the IBM research labs that had a technology it would change the way mechanical engineering was done. and It took about two and a half years, but, uh, but it worked. And we changed the way mechanical engineering is done with, with that software from RAS, and We created a thing called mechanical design synthesis and design optimization. Uh, we were all set to take it public, and then a company called Parametric Technology came in and, and, and bought it from us. So
0: let's talk about Ariba. So Ariba starts right after Rasna.
1: Our revenue doubled quarter over quarter for 12 quarters in a row uh we took it you know we took it public after two and three quarters years got up to 40 billion and to this day 3.7 trillion of transaction trillion. Quote, oh, trillion more than all the trade in the western hemisphere more than ebay alibaba and amazon combined go through that ariba network the lesson i learned and it was always straight in front of my face you know i grew up in the midwest great midwestern values Uh, Integrity was key, same at General Motors, Purdue, all of that and it was a different value system. So from there on out, uh, always job one is to make sure every organization, every company had a great set of values and integrity because people can say, hey I don't like how you look, I don't like where you went to school, but they can't take your integrity away. You know it's a tremendous honor to be here, this truly is my happy place. And so for the class of 2021 and your parents, your families, and your friends, I just have one question for you. Is Purdue the greatest university or what? First of all, you gotta trust yourself. And you know, that's, Cause you can't trust anybody else unless you trust yourself. And uh, you know, I found uh, a way to build that trust is keep jumping in water over your head, but we can come back to that. But um, so you you go into a new environment, go into a new company, uh, something like that. So how do you you build trust? Well, you do it one-on-one. And so the question is, can you build trust at a launch? Can you do it at a dinner? And what I found, one of the things that, that works is you can't be afraid to be vulnerable. Because when you're vulnerable with somebody, about 95% of the time, they'll reciprocate in kind. And when both sides are vulnerable, that forms a connection. And that—that that is a way uh, that I found all the time. Or also another one is, tell me your story. Everybody loves to tell their story. And uh, I'm just naturally a curious person, so I love hearing, so I, that mm. never bores me. So. It's really the power of one-on-one relationships. We need to go back to this playbook. You went
0: through it really quick, but it feels like this playbook has built a couple multi-billion dollar businesses that that
1: conduct trillions of dollars worth of business. Walk us through that playbook again. The vision, right? And so for your vision, uh, and our vision at Ariba was really simple. We said we want to build a great sustaining company into the 21st century. The mission is all about leadership because The object of the game, particularly in Silicon Valley, is to be the category king. Because when you're the category king, you get 80% of the industry resources and 80% of market cap. Players two, three, four, five, six, they fight over the scraps. So our mission was to create a category called business-to-business electronic commerce and to be the leader. And then the next thing under that is your values. So, right, integrity's there, courage, High ambition, accountability, respect, the basics. And then we had a set of team rules that kind of personify those values. And by the way, same team rules for all the companies. The first one is direct, open, and honest communication. In a word, the truth. Because I had seen at uh, General Motors, when you go through 15 levels, you know, I started at the lowest of the low production form to the highest of the high, where I was a staff for the board of directors. I could see how that message would change, right? Um, the second one is, no idea's a bad idea. And then we added parentheses, unless CEOs. So, because it's all about making a safe environment. Sure, sure. And, 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 and you can make it a safe environment when you mock out the CEO, plus it's fun. Uh, the third one is always raise the standard in everything we do, in our people, our processes, and our products. And if somebody can't keep up with that standard, you've got to do something about it. Otherwise, you've automatically lowered your standard. Then the fourth one is, we're a team first and functional specialist second. So you developers put your feet in the customer's shoes. You sales guys don't make commitments we can't keep. And then the fifth one is the most powerful one of all. And that is hire the best people, especially if they're better than us.
0: And the story out to Silicon Valley is an interesting one for you. I mean, you- grew up small town, Ohio. You worked in your dad's machine shop as a welder, went to school to become an engineer. And I think the plan was to go back to the machine shop, but something, it was a curveball that happened there.
1: It starts off in small town, Ohio, where my father ran a machine shop and my mother was a teacher. At age 12, I became a welder in my dad's shop. In good times, he employed five workers. In tough times, I was his only employee. My father encouraged me to get some college knowledge and come back as an engineer to help him grow the business into a big company of 10 employees. Well, I did become an engineer, I never went back to work with my dad, but he was so proud I was a Boilermaker and just loved the fact that that was also the name of his favorite after work adult beverage. Here's to you, Pops. And GM came on campus uh, my sophomore year and gave me a full ride. it was a GM scholarship so that was a, a real big turning point because along with that went in a you know amazing summer jobs and all that kind of stuff um, and and then GM sent me off to graduate school too hmm. and, and then my dad started to call him generous motors
0: you're being humble summer summer student but by age 26 he became the youngest VP in their history
1: what would they have been seeing in you for that to happen um, you know I think they they saw somebody who wasn't afraid to take a risk and, and somebody who wasn't afraid to own something. And the summer before um, I started full-time at, at General Motors between years at business school, I worked in the New York treasurer's office. And that basically is a staff for the board of directors. My first job was I was a second shift production foreman on, on the chassis line at Cadillac. But um, you know what uh, I saw happening uh, at that time was robotics. This is in the early 80s, was popping up, I had wrote, you know, an equivalent to like a thesis at Harvard Business School on utilization, robotics in the Japanese auto industry. So I went and I pitched the board of directors, General Motors should get in the robotics business. And to my surprise, they said, okay, how should we do it? Because they had like the most sophisticated robot technology. I said, you know, we need to joint venture because we need a broad product line. And they, and they said, with who? And I go, well, can I come back to the next board meeting? And uh, I'll never forget, I came back and I said, we should join venture with a company called Fujitsu Fanic. Now understand at that time, all those board of directors, they were World War II veterans. And they said, you mean partner with the Japanese? I go, yes, partner with the Japanese. And uh, we built that up uh, uh, to today. It's the largest uh, manufacturer of industrial robots in the world. And the average age of that team probably was in the early thirties. And we, uh, we put, GE, IBM, and Westinghouse out of the business, we just became dominant in that area.
0: You talk about ownership, and I think that's a word that probably connects to a lot of our viewers. But, you know, they'd also be thinking, how do I do that? Like, how did you have the confidence, the ownership to say, you know, I'm ready to go pitch to the, to the board?
1: Yeah. You know, I, I think it comes down to um, I built a high-performance team as, as we were getting going, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the most important job of any CEO, and I really believe that the organization, the company with the best people wins. Then the key is how to get them working t- together as a team, right? You know, the way I believe in that is you've got to have a North Star, uh, a noble cause. Uh, you also need an enemy um, because, you know, that stops the water cooler talk, nothing gets the blood stirred. You know, in the United States State Department, we call it an adversary, but in business, we call it an enemy. And then the third thing you need is you need a plan. And with all these companies uh, that I had the good fortune to build and these different organizations I ran, we would always have a playbook. And that's basically the vision, the mission, the values, the team rules, long-term goals, strategy, all boiled down to execution. So it really was a way to maintain alignment and a, 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 a tremendous tool when it comes to scaling. Well, they can go to the Kroc Institute for Tech Diplomacy. That website is uh, uh, techdip.org. keithkroc.com is another one. I'm on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better?